At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw as we begin our Lenten journey with you today. Amal, I'm giving up road chalk as part of Lent. Uh, have you decided what you're sacrificing? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. I hit you with where you weren't weren't expecting it here. I'm sure you'll be to mass later today. 100%. What time does it? What time's last mass? You uh, about seven o'clock around here. Uh, downtown, five fifteen. Uh, interesting night in college basketball last night. You had a couple winners, mm-hmm. uh, but one loser with your game in the A10. Yeah, I didn't see any of the action last night, uh, but I'll tell you one thing. I knew it was bad when the top play on Sports Center was the Richmond Dayton highlight dunk. <laughs> By the way, I'm following it on the Score app, Mike, and it took about five minutes to get an update on this game because it was paused. You were texting us. Yeah, I know. I was like, what's going yeah. on here? And then uh, I see that uh, Dayton gets a dunk. Ro- uh, excuse me. Uh, Richmond could just never get past the deficit. They they were up 22-17, and then afterwards it was all Dayton moving forward. Meanwhile, also in Richmond, VCU sought revenge. Yeah, and, they got and it. got it big time. They got beat by 20, and they won by 20 against the Bonnies. I- I'm really <laughs> mad at myself. You asked me about uh, it. You're like, are you going to be on this <laughs> game? The problem for me with VCU has been their lack of consistency shooting the basketball. But on the flip side, St. Bonaventure has not been a particularly good team this year. And we saw it again last night. VCU dominates at home. They did the same thing against Richmond in a tight, uh, what was expected to be a tight game. They've dominated so many of these opponents when they come into Richmond. And I'm, I'm regretting missing that game. Bill Self went to Fort Worth last night and got beat again, this time by TCU. Amal, does TCU have a case for the tournament? Well, with that win, they're starting to look this way. But I'm going to tell you, I believe they need to get a win in the Big 12 tournament. Because the league is so competitive, um, it's really going to be an outstanding tournament. The only two teams that I would point to in the Big 12 that you'd sit there and say, well, if you beat them, it's not as impressive, are Iowa State and Kansas State. But we saw K-State play competitively against Texas Tech. They come from behind against Iowa State on the road. Uh, the Mountaineers, I have to include in that list yeah. as well. But I think if TC, uh, excuse me, Texas Tech, or TCU, I was correct the first time, TCU can get through this and then potentially pull a second upset they would definitively be in, in my opinion. Um, Back-to-back victories over Texas Tech uh, and Kansas at home as they head into the Big 12 tournament. Good game, Providence-Villanova last night. I'm mad at myself I didn't take 10. I mean, that's a big number in this game. Very competitive game. Villanova wins. I give Jay Wright credit. This is the first time I've seen a major coach Three consecutive possessions up three. He intentionally fouled down the stretch to not give Providence a chance to die. You, you know what? I wish I had seen the end <laughs> yeah. of this one. And I'll, I'll tell you what. 
great job. I've always said, when you've got a four or six point lead and you shoot free throws like Nova, why don't you press the other team and foul and make them make free throws? Because outside of a couple of guys on Providence, most of the guys can't shoot free throws consistently. And if you're Villanova, obviously they prevail at the end there, but to me, when you look at, you've got Colin Gillespie, he's a top three, top four free throw shooter in the country. You've got other guys on this team that can knock him down. I would take my chance. Villanova, number one in the nation, free throw shooting. And finally, Wisconsin clenches the Big Ten regular season championship. Last second three-pointer last night to beat Purdue. You know, Mike, I noticed you're going over all plays I didn't make that I should have. And my question is, there's probably about 20 plays over the last 20 years in college football that I forgot. Are we going to get to that list as well? I was just going through the last 24 hours. Oh, okay. The last 18 no, hours. No, here's why this was a bad non-play. Because Wisconsin should never be a home dog to anybody in the Big Ten. There's not a single team in this league that should be a road favorite at the Kohl Center. Speaking of Wisconsin, we have Frank Schwab finally back after three weeks off uh, on a Wednesday here with us. He'll be coming up in about uh, 26 minutes at uh, 1130 Pacific time. We'll ask him about Wisconsin, his alma mater, and do they deserve to still be the fifth choice to win the Big Ten tournament having won the regular season? (laughs) It's ridiculous. This team gets no respect. Picked 10th. 10th in this league. I don't even understand how you could ever be picked 10th when you've got Nebraska, Northwestern, and Penn State in the league. That automatically makes you a top 11 selection. There's not one other team along the way you don't think they're going to be, or two other teams are not going to be better than? Minnesota's there? Our colleague Mitch Moss, who's from Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. tweeted last night, he never saw this coming out of this Badgers team this year. He thinks Greg Gard's the coach of the year. Do you agree? Yeah, I, but I don't think that's that much of a shock. Who else is going to be? No, Mark Adams should be the coach of the year. No, 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 no. You, you're talking, you're you're talking, talking national coach of the oh, year. Oh, no, stop it. That's stop what it. I'm saying. No, no, no. It's It's got to be Mark Adams. It has to be. The other cases for the kid in, in Arizona in his first Tommy season. Tommy Lloyd. Oh, yes. my God. What a beatdown. What beat he's down. done there. Boy, they were up 25 at half. 51-27, I think, was yeah, the 24 score. at yeah. half. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to tonight's slate, Amon. Let's start off. In a revenge spot for LSU. They're at the Bud tonight, Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville. This game, 6 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN2. Remember, uh, back on January 15th, when LSU had only had one loss on the year, Arkansas went into Baton Rouge as a six-and-a-half-point dog of all and beat LSU 65-58. to Arkansas, what a run they're on. Beat Kentucky on Saturday. They've won 13 of 14 of all. Their only loss by one at Tuscaloosa in the string. LSU coming off a beatdown of Missouri and Baton Rouge on Saturday where they covered as a 14-point favorite, 75-55. to 55. Arkansas was a 6.5-point dog the first time around. Amal, they're a 5.5-point favorite tonight with a total of 139.5. I really looked at this game. I ended up passing on it. Um, I would be tempted to lay it. I think Razorbacks win this game. I just don't think LSU right now is good enough to go on the road and win. Uh, they're going to need a tremendous effort defensively out of Tari Eason, but this team with J.D. Note has been outstanding. They've gotten contributions from everywhere, and Musselman, uh, probably the runner-up for coach of the year in this league behind Bruce Pearl, uh, has done a tremendous job. I actually think he is the best coach in the league. I'm not talking about recruiting, just flat-out coaching. Calipari, uh, Bruce Pearl, anyone else you want to throw in there, I think Musselman's the best coach. I think it was a huge downgrade up north here at Reno when you went from Musselman to Steve Alford. Well, the agree fact, or disagree? Is that all you want me to give you? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna agree. Uh, I looked at this hard too, but is this a bounce spot after a huge win over Kentucky in a great game? I, I, I hear what you're that's saying. That's why I laid off the game. Yeah, but you know that's a fair point. I just think LSU is not playing well enough. Arkansas, though, right now, just the fact they're at home. Let's say three to four points right now. 
the way this team is playing, this reminds me of the old Razorbacks in the 90s at the Bud when you'd go in there and you'd, you'd look up, it's 12, and the next thing you look at the score, it's 25-14. 40 minutes of hell. Yeah, absolutely. Rolling for no one. <laughs> All right, here's another big game in the SEC tonight, Amal. Also at 6 o'clock, this one on the SEC Network. From the hump, Humphrey Coliseum in Stark Vegas. Auburn now ranked fifth at Mississippi State. Why is this a huge game? Auburn has a one-game lead over three other teams in the SEC. They get um, to host Georgia Saturday. They win this game. They're going to be the SEC champs of them all. But they have lost two of three, lost at Florida and at Tennessee. Mississippi State quietly 8-8 eight and eight in a very tough league, the SEC. They win but don't cover against Vandy on Saturday at home, 74-69. They were laying six and a half. I looked at this game hard, too. Up a point now, we're seeing Tiger money from three on the overnight to four with a total of 142.5, up two points from the overnight total. I have no justification for this. I like Mississippi State here. Um, the only really thing I point to is Auburn's had some issues at times on the road. I know their record overall is good at 7-3, and three, but they've been in some close games. I just feel like because of Auburn's standing and where they're at in the national rankings, you're going to get a heck of an effort out of Mississippi State in this game. It's just a gut feel. There's no, no way to substantiate my, my argument on this one. But I feel like the way Mississippi State has played at home for most of the year, one of the losses coming against Minnesota, I think this team's got an opportunity to be able to potentially not only cover this number, pull the outright upset. Are you going to play him tonight? I I will end up taking them. I didn't put them in the plays, but I I just I'm going to make a small play on it. It's just a gut feel, not nothing else. No no. You know, if you say like Auburn and you have a million different reasons, that's fine. I, I just don't have an argument really for the Bulldogs. You had Georgia yesterday plus 16, mm-hmm. but you had a reason. You said it was Senior Night and Tom Crean's last home game in Athens. Well, I also thought it was too many points. Remember, I said it's a rivalry. The, the, there are certain rivalries that people don't realize because you only look towards football. Tennessee struggled for the long time. Make no mistake about it. They were in that game. I don't think they ever trailed by more than 10 points. Yeah, and led for most of the first half. I think it would have been a good first half play on senior night. These They get charged up on these senior nights when you look at it if it's not built into the number. One more game in the SEC we want to talk about, 4 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, This also on the SEC Network from the Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa. Texas A&M at 25th-ranked Alabama. Both teams have won two in a row coming in. Texas A&M over Georgia. And then as a two-point dog in Oxford on Saturday, Alabama won at Vandy and against South Carolina, covering the 11 Saturday, 90-71. to Alabama here tonight, I'm all a 10-point home favorite with a total down a point and a half from the overnight to 151 and a half. I don't have a play here. Um, I, I do agree with the move on the total under. I, I think A&M's offense, if you get into a high-tempo game, you're in trouble. That's what Alabama excels at. And when you look at some of the teams in this league, whether it be Auburn, whether it be Alabama, Kentucky, you don't want to go up and down with them if you don't have the offensive firepower, especially when you look at A&M. They just lack it. Uh, but if this game gets out of hand, this game could go over the total. I'm going to stay away completely from this game. 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on FS1 from Omaha. 18th-ranked UConn at Creighton. Omaha has, or UK, excuse me, Omaha, <laughs> UConn has won five in a row coming into this game. Creighton had won six in a row before getting dusted at the Dunkin' Donuts Center on Saturday, 72-51 by Providence. When they played this game in Hartford, Amal, uh, on February 1st, Creighton was a uh, 10.5-point dog but beat the Huskies 59-59. Tonight in Omaha, UConn lane 4.5, down to 4 now with a total of 135.5. Yeah, you know, I understand it's factored in the number, but Ryan Nemhart being out for uh, Creighton is huge. The point guard, the young freshman, has been terrific. You probably know his brother Andrew Nemhart plays for Gonzaga. He's been a difference maker. In this game in the first half, Creighton couldn't miss a shot when they played at the XL Center, Mike. 
Uh, I think this is a revenge spot that UConn gets there. I don't want to lay four on the road in this spot in Omaha, but I believe that UConn comes out with the victory. They may get the cover here, but going to stay away from it. But I like the Huskies. Do you, would you consider UConn minus 170 in a money line parlay? Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, traditionally, when I take a money line parlay... All home teams? No, it depends on mm. the type of play. Now, if you're... Like, I'll give you a two-teamer that's going to pay better than one-to-one is Arkansas and UConn. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw in the Circus Studio here in downtown Las Vegas. 14 minutes from now at 11.30 Pacific time, Frank Schwab, our friend from Yahoo Sports, is going to join us to talk a little college basketball, uh, specifically the Big Ten. His Badgers' big win last night, and, and does he think they have a shot to win the conference tournament? Yeah, that'll be interesting to get his take on that one. I also want to ask him about Rob Manfred, because I know him and I are on the same page about Rob, so it should be a lot of fun. Amal, let's talk a little hockey here to start off this segment. I think there's a good goaltending matchup uh, tonight, potentially at Madison Square Garden. Blues at the Rangers. Um, we know Shesterkin will be a net uh, for the Rangers. And uh, Ville Husso going to get the call um, for the Blues. 
Look at Huso's been terrific. 13-3-2 with a 2.03 goals against average Jamal. And Shesterkin, the reason I have the uh, the future on the Rangers, 25-6-3, even better goals against 1.95. The Rangers, a very slight home favorite here at Mall Lane, $1.15. Total, 5.5, pick them. Uh, Rangers have been good at home in Madison Square Garden, 17-5-3. However, teams have different trends here. Rangers have lost two in a row while the Blues come in hot, having won four in a row. Is this a shot on the Blues here as a small road dog or perhaps a play on the under? Or do you like Shesterkin and the boys tonight? I was like, finally, you're going to give me the right choice? So you did. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go with the Rangers here. I like them to bounce back in this spot. You mentioned it. Played very poorly against Vancouver on Sunday. Uh, I think they'll do a far better job in this matchup here. I like New York to bounce back with Shesterkin and net. I, I know your guy, Huso, has been outstanding, but... I think the Rangers win this game at home at MSG. Yeah, I, I, Rangers need to make a little bit more of a push here. Here, And I'm a little concerned about Georgiev. He played, I thought he played poorly uh, Sunday in that game against Vancouver. He did. gave up two really poor goals uh, early in that game that really sort of set the tone. Um, but, you know, they'll, they'll be tough. And I like the fact that they have Gallant as the coach, and he has experience. He took these nights to the finals his first year here. So there's a little bit of value on my ticket that I've gained uh, since I bet it, but not too much. I want to talk about – go ahead. I'm sorry. You're acting like the Rangers – look, I still think this team is very much alive. When you look, mm. I think there's five to six teams, and we have not even talked about the Bees. I know they lost last night a tough game, gave up a power play, power play goal with, what, under 20 seconds remaining. I still think when you look at – the Rangers because of Shesterkin, uh, the Bruins because of uh, Swayman. I think these teams are very much alive. I don't understand why they're being so discounted. Injuries are always a factor, but it comes down to hot goaltending. I give Tampa a ton of credit with what Vasilevsky and they've done offensively the last couple of years, but I, you're acting like they have no shot. I'm not saying they don't have a shot, but you have three teams down there in the southeast that have been pretty dominant so far this year, right? You have Florida, you have uh, Carolina, and then you have the two-time defending chance Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh's played well at times. Boston's coming on now. Don't you have to consider the Rangers somewhere in the, the fourth or fifth choice in the East? I, I Let's go ahead and put Tampa in its own category okay. because of what they've been able to accomplish. I'm a big John Cooper fan. I think he's done a tremendous job with that program. But when you look at Florida, they're, to me, the Phoenix Suns of the NHL. They play well during the regular season, and I understand that the Suns got to the finals last year, but I need to see it before I believe it. I'm not in on the Panthers until I see it. And so for me, I'm going to take a little bit of a pause. I like Brendan Moore's team. I think he's a terrific coach. I just don't know if they necessarily have the horses to get it done in the playoffs when it matters most. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Boston and New York are very much teams that you have to pay attention to. I think uh, Pittsburgh is another team we're not talking about that could be a dangerous team. I have the Rangers. Uh, I have the Rangers at 25 to one. Currently, they're 22 to one. So just a little bit of value I've gained so far here. I'm not a big believer in the Maple Leafs. I just I don't factor either. them in and. I mean, I look for reasons to fade him in the playoffs. Well, I, I will say I believe Campbell's better than Freddie Anderson. Um, I think offensively this team can be dangerous. I, I think they're a team that maybe I've just kind of pushed aside, and that's at my peril. I, I'm not necessarily saying they can't make a push. Maybe I believe in them a little bit more than you do. But I, I feel like when you look at these teams that I reference, they've all had great goaltending, and that's the catalyst when you get into the playoffs. Kings, uh, second in the Pacific Division with 65 points, are in Dallas tonight to take on the Stars. Currently fifth in the Central with 61 points. Um, I'm not sure who we're getting in net for the Kings. Quick started the game the other night and got pulled in favor of uh, the kid from Iowa. Um, I'm not sure, though. Do you have quick listed tonight? I have quick listed. I'm going to tell you, I wanted to make a play on this game, but I didn't want to give out a dead nut loser. Well, because you can't win with the Stars. Yeah, 100%. I, by have, the way. I have a play on this game. 
I actually way, do. When the Stars beat the Sabres, you don't give me credit. They're not my Dallas Stars <laughs> when they win against Buffalo. Not a good enough team. Ottinger will be going for the Stars tonight. 17-6-1 with a 2-2-5 goals against uh, Stars. have been good at home. 19-7-1. I think this is a pretty cheap price at home tonight. I, I the only reason could be they got embarrassed the other night to play the Kings tonight. That's well, your only reason. No, I think Quick plays better than he did against Boston. How could I, he not? Well, If all, he opens his eyes, he will. Oh, stop it. First of all, the second goal by DeBrusque was on the defense. That was a bad turnover right in the center of the ice. I mean, he's sitting right there 30 feet away. He's got a wide-open shot. It's not necessarily on him. There were a couple of bad How turnovers. About the other four? He gave up five of them all. No, I, I understand Peterson that. Peterson gave up two in the, in the third. Uh, fair enough, but I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily overwhelmed, but I would agree with you. I think the Stars win this game. T- tell me a play on the total. I'll go the opposite way. <laughs> Under five and a half here. I'm telling you right now, Andre plays well. I think quick bounces back. There'll be four in the first period if you say that. No, I think there'll be six. <laughs> All right. Um, let's switch to the NBA here tonight. Mavs, depending on when you got them, they win by five at L.A. last night. It's either a push or a loss uh, if you took the Lakers at five and a half. What, what was it? Oh, it was, okay, it was five. Won, I think it won 109-104 last night. It was a five-point. I know that, but I, I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember if the line was four and a half or five and a half no, in the game. No, five, five and a half, it went to five. Okay. But if you, bet, if you took the Lakers early, you got a winner there. They were down big, right? Yeah, they came back to cover uh, if you got five and a half. Let's talk a couple games tonight. In the East, the Miami Heat uh, are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. This game at 5 o'clock Pacific time. Heat with a two-game lead for the, uh, over Chicago for the number one seed in the East right now. Bucks currently the four seed in the East. Heat have won four in a row. These have been three blowouts this year, remember? Blow out by Miami, then blow out by Milwaukee, then blow out by Miami. But the return trip, all the times the home team's winning by margin here. Bucks lane four tonight with a total of 224 and a half of all. I like Milwaukee. Remember, they played extremely well against Charlotte the other night. I think they bounced back. Ball, excuse me, Miami dominated in their last game. I think that was against the Celtics. Uh, or excuse me, the Bulls, not the Celtics. But um, they, they played extremely well. I like Milwaukee here. I, I got to tell you, this thing... I feel like if it goes to even four and a half or five, you can't even touch it. I feel like this is going to be a tight, tough game. It's going to be closer than the other ones have been, but I think Milwaukee finds a way through in this game. Uh, I think four is the highest I would go on this one. All right, and then the other game is the Charlotte team you just mentioned. And I remember you said it was a bad spot for them in Milwaukee. They're in Cleveland tonight taking on the Cavaliers. The Hornets currently the nine seed in the East, the Cavaliers the five seed. Two teams struggling right now. Hornets have lost five of six. Cavs have lost four of five. Cleveland lane four at home with a total of 219 and a half. This, this line moved. Garland's going to play tonight, and I think that makes a big difference. He was in shoot-around this morning. He's going to go for the Cavaliers. I think they bounced back. They had a tough loss at home by five points against Minnesota. They were down big. They made a nice rally, uh, but they end up coming up a little bit short in that game. I just don't think Charlotte's going to win this game on the road here. I like the Cavaliers. This team has been outstanding. I don't think they've gotten enough credit because people don't genuinely believe they can win the Eastern Conference. Uh, But I believe the Cavs win this game at home, Mike, against the Charlotte Hornets. All right, that's enough NBA. 4 p.m. on the Big Ten (laughs) Network from Assembly Hall in Bloomington. Rutgers at Indiana. I'm all. Rutgers has lost three straight at Michigan, at Purdue. And at home to Wisconsin. Indiana has won two straight against Maryland and at Minnesota on Sunday. Hoosiers nine and nine in the Big Ten, eighteen and ten overall. Rutgers ten and eight in the Big Ten, sixteen and twelve overall. I think these are two bubble teams. Them all. Rutgers, uh, Indiana lane five with a total of one thirty-two. You asked me about TCU earlier. I think this game is like that. This is a win to get in type of situation for one of these teams. And I think if you're Rutgers, you got to play far better than you have the last several games. 
Mike, I'm going to tell you, it's five and a half here. I wouldn't lay it, even though the Hoosiers are outstanding assembly hall. By the way, I, I don't know if there's a better place to watch a game potentially in college basketball. Never been there. Oh, it's amazing. It's a great place to go check out a game. Went there for a Buckeyes loss, but, you know. When you were in school? Yeah, when I was in school. I wouldn't go now. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I thought maybe you were covering no, covering, no. covering a, a Dallas area team or something at some time. <laughs> the, uh, we didn't have good enough teams that were justified. Did you, co- going. Did you cover basketball when I you did, were yeah. down there? Yeah. Who did you primarily cover? I uh, used to cover TCU, got kicked out of covering SMU. Yeah, I heard about that. But that was football related. <laughs> that not, was football related. Not it felt better than you to go for two. wouldn't be a problem. Amal, you know what I had for dinner last night? I do not. I went to KFC. You know, they're a new sponsor here on the network. Yes. And we read about the sandwich yesterday. But I was hungry late, and I said, oh, Lent's coming. No meat tomorrow. No meat Friday. Let's go to KFC. Didn't get the chicken, although this is what they're promoting. Served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's bigger looking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. I got that K6, the big box, right? The three pieces with the mashed potatoes and gravy and the coleslaw. You know, I, I saw the text on the mashed potatoes. I was a little bit disappointed you didn't bring some for us here today. Yeah, or the biscuits. Up next, speaking of biscuits, we've got Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. <laughs> This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Need more college basketball insight than Amal Shaw? Doubtful. But if you do, check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson, we haven't talked about in 17 minutes, will look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. Greg has an opinion on every single college hoops game of the season, and this podcast, he provides his unique insights and look for those games that have solid betting opportunities, which is all of them. Download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, catch up on every other vcin show as well. You can catch up on this one if it's posted, which is odds on. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Yeah, I understand he might be playing the role of Bernie Madoff's grandson in the movie. Possible. Well, we've waited three weeks, and now we finally have him. Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer and betting analyst from Yahoo Sports, joins us again. Frank, how have you been? Good, good. You almost didn't get me today either. I was almost just going to celebrate all day Wisconsin's Big Ten championship with the Chucky Hepburn bank shot. It was, it was awesome. But no, glad to be back on with you guys. Well, I thought maybe you did a numbers game and primetime action today, so you were a little, a little, a little bit, a little bit tired. And also, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks defending NBA champions. Frank, I want to start with this, okay? Um, this this site at Sharp underscore Rank tracked 320 media members who make NFL picks, and out of all the 320, you had the best record this season at 168, 123, and 1 for 58%. So congratulations. I mean, there's a reason you guys have me on, right? <laughs> but the one time, the, fun, the funny thing is, I still remember this. I was thinking about this this afternoon. When I went on with you guys when I was in studio, I gave you three losers that day. Like, what What am I doing? You know, the, the one time you get me in a studio, I give you three losers. I, I think you're a bad luck charm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to disagree with that, but Frank, that's generally a pretty smart play. So that way I wouldn't text you anymore and ask you for play. So it worked out well. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I got you off the scent. The pressure might have gotten to you. Speaking of Wisconsin, you know, we were talking about this yesterday with Professor Aaron Moore from from Ryder Frank. Wisconsin's your Big Ten tournament champion, and they're the fifth choice to win the Big Ten tournament um, at plus 775. I mean, is this an autoplay for you? It almost has to be, right? Like, I mean, at some point, 
Wisconsin, and look, you got, obviously, my alma mater, we talk about that a lot. But, I, you know, as you saw back in football season, even early basketball season, <laughs> I'm not one of these guys who's like, Wisconsin's going undefeated. No, I, I think I'm pretty realistic. But this team just keeps winning games. Like, who haven't they beat? They, they had the quad one wins. This wasn't just a, hey, you caught an easy schedule because you missed Purdue. No, they swept Purdue. Like, it, it, this team could beat anybody. The Big Ten's tough. It, it's a tough league. It's a great conference. But if you're giving me 775 on a team that, that's already won the Big Ten and going to win it outright, I assume, on Saturday beating Nebraska, why not? What other, what other conference champion is getting that lack of respect? I don't know that there's many. So, yeah, I, I think that they have a shot here. They do everything well. They have a National Player of the Year candidate. They have inside presence. They could shoot it. Everything fits for the Badgers to go in and at least make a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. And then you're going to feel pretty good about that thing. You said candidate. Everybody's got a candidate. I'm a candidate to be governor. The national player here is Oscar <laughs> Sheway. Okay, Mike? I just want to let yeah, you and is. Frank know that. I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I actually will agree with that. I, if I had a vote, that's who I'd go oh, with. Go ahead. The guy, Johnny, Johnny will get some votes. Frank, no, the hope. guy on my left here keeps telling me that Keegan Murray's the Big Ten player of the year. Will you, will you straighten oh. him out? <laughs> Yeah, that that I can't get with. I can I can get with your Oscar take, not not the not the Keegan one. Well, you have Johnny, a built-in bias. I do. That is true. I will be, but I've seen this kid play. Look, and this is one of the crazy stories. I mean, he came out of he averaged eight points a game off the bench last year, and you knew you could see like, oh, this kid's pretty good. But to, to come up and be an All-American, no, never saw that coming. I, I think he's just been a great player all year. I'd vote for a Big Ten player of the year. I'll give you Oscar. I can't give you a Big Ten player of the year. That's fine. Just to irritate Mike, I want to go to the NBA for a minute. Interesting matchup tonight in Milwaukee between the yes. Heat and the Bucks. This is one where I think I'm apt to take Milwaukee here, but I wouldn't go more than four, and that's where the number is sitting at, Frank. I think they get this win at home. I thought they had a great bounce-back spot against Charlotte the other night after that loss at home, and I think this is one where they get the revenge. They lost last time down in December against the Heat and win this game here. I, I, I disagree with you. I think the Heat with the points is a way to go. The Heat, I really like the Heat. If I, I take my Bucks fandom out of the, the situation and just look, the Heat are the type of team I like backing. You, you get a good effort from them every night. They could shoot the three. They got a superstar, Jimmy Butler. Adebayo is a great player. The Bucks are just up and down. They've been frustrating to me all season. I haven't bet on them much because you just don't know what you're going to get. You, you might get that Charlotte performance, or you might get when they lost to the Pistons. You just don't know with them. I think you're kind of sleepwalking through the regular season. They just don't care that much. Whereas I think Miami, they got back-to-back games against Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And I think they want to say, hey, you know what? We're the number one seed in the East right now for a reason. We're the best team in the East. They're not getting that respect, even on the betting line tonight. I like the heat and the points, and I, like, I even like the heat money line. I just think this is a good quality team that can make a really deep run in the playoffs. I, I know the East is stacked, and, and it could be – it's almost like talking about the Big Ten tournament. Anybody from the East could come out of there. I really like the Heat. I got a couple futures tickets on them and feel really good about it. This is the kind of team I like back. Frank, now that you're back home in Denver, you're in the heart of Pac-12 country. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Amal, Pac-12 fever around uh, here. I'll Amal and I are both convinced um, that Arizona is a Final Four team, maybe the best team in the country. But I want to ask you about UCLA. Does this team have a final, uh, a final Four run in them again they have the experience of doing it. They're getting healthy. Where do you see UCLA? And are they worth a play right now? Yeah, and you know what? To be honest, I haven't seen the latest on Juzang and, and when he's going to be back. I didn't, I didn't catch her last game. I don't think he's back yet. And that's a huge deal for them. He needs to get healthy. They need to be right by the tournament. And I just wonder, they were overrated last. Coming in after last year, they were overrated coming into this season. 
because this team was an overtime loss away in the first four from not even being on anybody's radar. They were an 11th seed last year that just made a run. So I thought they were a little overrated because of that. But yet we've seen them make that run. They do have the talent. I don't think they're a Final Four team. I honestly don't. A second weekend team for sure, if they're healthy. But I, yeah, there's a lot of teams in line ahead of UCLA. If I'm going to be picking Final Four, they're just right now not on my radar for that. I don't think that they have that upside right now. I just, they haven't been that team. They could get hot. They could make a run. They got the talent. But no, when I fill out my bracket, I, I'm very, very unlikely to have UCLA at the final tend to agree. I like your assessment there on the Bruins in terms of how you see them. I want to go to something you and I both agree on, and that is Rob Manfred. This guy's terrible for the game of baseball. (laughs) Mike and I are huge baseball fans. I know, Frank, you're a big baseball guy. We're looking forward to your Brewers looting 82 games if we played a full season. But the reality of it is we're not going to be able to do that. And this, it just doesn't seem like they're making the right decision. You've got to take advantage of the fact that you get that start in April. You push this back. This sport is already losing fans in droves. I mean, how long can this continue to go on and not hurt the sport long-term or permanently? Right. And, you know, the hardcore fans, you know, we'll be back. I'll watch. I I can't help it. I I love baseball too much since I was a kid. But, yeah, it's your casual fan who's like, screw baseball. We don't care about these billionaires fighting with millionaires. And I don't get to go to opening day at Coors Field or Miller Park or wherever it's going to be. I I think it, it drives a lot of people. And the product's not that good right now. It's not like. Look, if the NFL had a work stoppage, we'd be hearing the same thing. Oh, this is killing a sport. It's going to hurt that. It would. Nobody cares. NBA, too. I think I believe the NBA's product is so good. It really doesn't matter. Major League Baseball's product is not that good right now. The, the games themselves are just the, the three-to-outcome stuff is not great. There's not a lot of action. I still love it. You still love it. But there's a lot of people being tuned out by baseball, and I don't think they realize it. That's the problem. I don't think the owners and the people in charge of baseball realize that their product is slipping. I still think they're stuck in mid on the 1950s where the baseball's king and they can, no, you're not anymore. You're third behind the NBA. Maybe, you know, you're slipping even further as we go. It's, it's just bad. It, it, everything about it's bad. I think Manfred's the worst commissioner of my lifetime. I think he's worse than Bettman. I think he's worse than Goodell. Whoever else he could put up there. What good has Rob Manfred done for Major League Baseball? If you can give me one thing that Rob Manfred's done to push the game forward, I'm all ears because I don't. Frank, I'm angry. As a baseball fan, I'm angry right now. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know when I'm going to get over it. I, on both sides, though. I, I, just don't yes. side, I just don't side against the owners here, too. And, but they, you're right. They don't understand the sense of urgency. This is a sport that's right. teetering on irrelevance here. The average, and you talk about the NBA. The average NBA fan is 31 years old. The average baseball fan is 53 years old. We're a generation away from this being not one of the four major sports, and they don't seem to care. They, they just, there's no self-awareness there. And it, like, let's say they three weeks that Major League Baseball loses, they start late April. It's going to be right during the start of the NBA playoffs, which we just talked about how great that's going to be, especially in the East. Who's going to tune in? Who, everybody's going to just be like, no, we're, we're sick of you, baseball. Maybe we'll, we'll come back to you at some point. In that, that, yeah, but no, I... And, you know, as a Brewers fan, I, the Brewers have a great team this year. They got three ace pitchers, a Josh Hader and all that. And I'm not going to be able to see that like this. is Yeah, I'm angry, too, because they should be able to figure this out. There, there's enough money around. to Everybody should get their piece of the pie. Mike, Frank makes an excellent point, Frank, which is that they're going to start late April when you have the postseason, both hockey and basketball starting. Yeah, when you I'm start sure that first Monday after the national championship, right? It's perfect for about three weeks because the NBA regular season, with the exception of a few teams fighting for a spot, people aren't paying that close attention. I think you bring up a great point in a window that they're missing out on. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it, it's folly. It's just stupid for them in every single way. Like you said, they're going to be overshadowed when the playoffs start. And uh, hey, good luck. Good job at Major League Baseball. You've really done yourselves well. Frank, it was great having you back again. We missed you. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Absolutely, fellas. Appreciate it. Thank you. When we come back, the plays. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download, download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And in Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa. 1 800 522 in Nevada. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, you went 2 and 1 yesterday. Uh, Richmond, your only loser. Uh, I went 1 and I only had the one play. Uh, Oklahoma took care of business against. West Virginia was a fade West Virginia play, eventually winning that game by 13, I believe, laying laying the six. It was in that five to eight point range for a while there in the second half, but they pulled away, uh, made a couple of threes, and that was that. I'm going to start with you tonight, Amal, for your playbook. I have only one play. I tell you, I didn't like a lot in college basketball. There were a few plays I liked or I would have considered maybe on a money line or if the lines were a little bit lower, UConn being one of them, despite them being on the road revenge spot against Creighton. Uh, Going to go with the Kings stars here under five and a half. And as Britain has so uh, aptly written in to fade me on this one, I can't win with the Dallas stars. Can't win if I'm on them. So you're lucky I didn't take the stars tonight. Kings would have been a reverse puck line play, uh, but we're going to go with the under five and a half here. Okay. Uh, I'm on the game. I kind of cued them all that I was as well. I'm going to lay the 145 with the stars. That's my one unit play tonight. I think this is pretty cheap. Kings, I mean, I watched that whole game because of the total plays I had on it here. They looked awful. They didn't generate any offense at home against Boston. Dallas, solid defensively. Ottinger has been great. That's one unit. And then I'm going back to the well where, where I got burned. I got burned in Laramie. San Diego State beat him. You Matt said Bradley. You didn't like, it was a one-point game, I'm all, with a minute to go. Uh, eventually, I think they lost by six or seven. 
Now they're at Thomas and Mack tonight against UNLV. They're a better team than UNLV. UNLV is decent. But look, Boise came in here to UNLV and smacked them around over the weekend, beat them by 10. I'll take two points on the road with what I think is a better team, Wyoming. I expect Wyoming to win this game tonight. Amal, you can tell me if you don't like the play. No, I, I don't. Actually, I would have to take Wyoming before I take UNLV in this spot. But I will say this. When you look at Kruger, he's done a really nice job with this team. And I like the way Bryce Hamilton has played. But sometimes they can become a bit one, two, uh, I mean, just one-dimensional with him doing all the scoring. Uh, they need this game if you're Wyoming. Uh, you want to kind of uh, bounce back after that one. Uh, Graham Ike should have a big day inside. Oh, the Ohio Valley tournament starts today, Amal. Um, add this to my plays. Britain, see if you can put another graphic up before the show's over so they can screenshot it and tweet it or whatever they do, the fan base. I'm taking Murray State here to win the Ohio Valley Tournament. They're minus 190, Belmont's plus 250. It's a two-team league. They've beaten Belmont by 20 twice. Yep. This is going to be Murray and Belmont. These two teams buy their way into the semifinals on Friday, okay? Yes, correct. Right, and this game's going to be in Evansville at the Ford Center. Uh, I'm taking Murray State. Lay the 190 to win the conference tournament for three units. I got to get this play in today. Although yeah. it won't come off the board with the early round days games Wait, today. Yeah, when you say buy, and if people are listening mm-hmm. in Waco, you should be very specific. Not purchasing. No, they because get they, they get, they get a buy through. They don't have to play anyone. They advance through. So these other teams, uh, the, these other six teams, get themselves down to two, and then they play Murray State and Belmont in the semifinals on Friday. Look, it's going to be that. I, I, you're not going to get minus 190 when they face off on Belmont, so why not take it now? I think Murray State's going to be a seven or eight point favorite over Belmont, having beaten them by 20 twice already. 28 and two, and ranked in the top 20 this team. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that high of a number, but I do agree with you. Murray State has been outstanding in the league. They struggled against Simo on Saturday on the road. They bounce back in the second half and come from behind and get that W there. The Racers have been a tremendous team. Um, do you think if for some reason they were to drop the final game against Belmont? Mm, that's the interesting question. Do they still get, get in? in yeah. Belmont must win the game. Yes, absolutely. Right? But I think Murray probably still get you You're ranked top 20. Yeah. You'd finish, what, 29-3? and three? Mm-hmm. I think they probably still get in, but probably as a you know a, an 11 or a 12 seat, somewhere way down. It's going to be interesting. I tell you what, uh, this team is pretty good. Uh, I like the way they play. They shot the ball really well. It's something to keep an eye out for. I think there's some other teams when you look around the country this year. Tell you right now, Toledo last night. They, I did. I, did they end up holding on and winning the game? I, I didn't know. see. I didn't even see because I saw they were up big early on, and then I just kind of stopped paying attention when they got the lead. Winning, no, I know they end up winning by 16. But I'm telling you, when this team gets in the tournament, they are going to be a team like last year's Oral Roberts. You don't want to face. Britton, where does Lenardi have uh, uh, Murray State right now? You can get us that information. Lenardi, we do know, has Iowa State on the seven line right now. I'm not sure if you agree with that, but a key game tonight in Hilton at 4 o'clock Pacific time on the Big 12 network. Oklahoma State at Iowa State. (laughs) Oklahoma State has played three consecutive overtime games. They won against Kansas State, lost versus Baylor, and lost at Oklahoma. They've played six overtime games this year. The Cowboys, Iowa State. Amal has won four in a row. They played this game on January 26th in Stillwater. Guess what? It went to overtime. <laughs> and Iowa State won as a Iowa State won as a three-point dog, 84-81 in overtime. Iowa State tonight, Amal, lane four at home with a total of 130 and a half. Yeah, Cyclones have uh, been 14 and four at home, but it's Oklahoma State struggles on the road. Two and eight so far. And remember, Boynton's team, this is it. Because they don't get to play in the NCAA tournament, so not going to play in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, when you look at this team, 
they've got an opportunity. They've been highly competitive. You know, I kept saying Northwestern's probably the best under 500 team. I got to stand corrected. I think it's Oklahoma State. I didn't realize the Cowboys were under 500. This team has really competed very well. Um, I stayed off this game. Iowa State, when you look in the early part of the season, they beat Iowa, obviously, in the Cyhawk Classic. They win against Xavier. Uh, they have played well. They beat Texas Tech. They lost by one point against Kansas. Uh, this team has really competed. I don't believe they're a seventh seed. I think they're a decent team, but they have not played quite as well down the stretch. They did have that good bounce back win in a revenge spot against uh, uh, Kansas State. I think they get the job done here. 3.30 Pacific time on FS1 from Karnaseka Arena and one of your haunts them all, the Queens, New York. Yep. Xavier at St. John's. Xavier struggles. Limping into this game having lost six of seven. St. John's has lost two in a row as well versus Creighton and at DePaul, 99-94 as a two-and-a-half-point favorite Sunday. They met on February 16th in Cincinnati. St. John's was a six-and-a-half-point dog. One handily, 86-73 over Xavier. Tonight, the Johnnies laying one and a half with a total of 154 and a half. I really wanted to take the Johnnies here tonight at home. Uh, they're at Carnesecca. I thought they would bounce back. They'd give up a million points. Uh, Fremantle was outstanding. Uh, free, excuse me, Freeman Liberty in that game for uh, DePaul. But I think St. John's offense is better uh, than X. And you know what? Scruggs turns the basketball over too much. That's one of the problems for this team. You look at that game against Seton Hall. Roden played outstanding, but this Seton Hall team had not shot the ball well all year long. They come into that matchup and really were on fire. I like the Johnnies here in what should probably be a high-scoring game, but I, I like SJU. 4 o'clock Pacific time from on ESPN2 from the Tucker Center in Tallahassee. The Golden Domers take on Florida State. Notre Dame has won 7 of 8, the only loss in that stretch at Wake Forest. Second place in the ACC right now at 14-4. and four. Florida State, after a hot start in league play, has struggled 8-10. and 10. They did upset Virginia as a nine-point road dog at the JPJ on Saturday, 64-63. Amal, are you surprised Notre Dame's favorite on the road here tonight, lane one and a half with a total of 139? I am not, despite that win against Virginia with that tough shot that they hit at the end there. When you look at this Florida State team, it's been the injuries. Anthony Plank going to be a game-time decision in this one, dealing with the wrist injury. Osborne being out has been a problem. Also, Caleb Miles dealing with an ankle, going to be a game-time decision. When you look at Florida State's top five scores, it's been injuries for three of the guys there. I mentioned uh, Polite and Osborne. It's the inconsistency. Mills also with the ankle injury, their leading score. So, for me, it's tough to back them. I love the way this Notre Dame team has played. You know I'm a bigger Mike Bray fan than most people are. I think he's done a tremendous job. They just they always get one or two good players. They don't have the talent to necessarily go around with it. In a weaker ACC, I give them a ton of credit for what they've been able to do this year. I'm curious to see where they wind up in the tournament seating. And by the way, Britain said Murray State, number nine. Yeah, you know, even if they went out, the best they're going to be is an eight, right? Yeah. If they, if they finished 30, what would it be, 30 and two and be a conference champ. Uh, Notre Dame line has moved. We're seeing Notre Dame uh, Irish uh, money here on Ash Wednesday. They're now laying two and a half. Amal, what's more inexplicable? That your Buckeyes lost at home to Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska last night, or that New Mexico State lost at Chicago State as a 17-point favorite on Saturday. Yeah, that one, they were minus 1,800 on the money line in that one. And you look at that Chicago State team, they have had their issues for the last several years. But you know the one thing I would point to when you look at this Nebraska team, give them credit for the win last night, but more importantly, when you have a bad team but they can score points, remember they went to Penn State and they scored about $3 million against Micah Shoeberry's team uh, in this matchup against the Buckeyes, 
They consistently were just able to make the baskets when they needed to in the buckets. Give them credit for that win down the stretch. Speaking of New Mexico State, they are hosting Stephen F. Austin at the Pan American Center in Las Cruces tonight, 6 o'clock Pacific time. Stephen F. Austin has won eight in a row coming into this game. They did, however, lose to New Mexico State at home on January 22nd as a two-point favorite, 72-58. The Aggies lane six tonight with a total of 139. This is a good SFA team in this one. What did you say the number was? Six. Oh, six, six. Boy, I'm not ready to delay it, but I'll tell you, uh, this is a good spot for NMSU and Las Cruces tonight to bounce back after getting embarrassed against Chicago State. One game quick here in the Southland. Nichols mm-hmm. goes to Texas A&M Corpus Christi tonight. Uh, Corpus Christi's won three in a row. Nichols tied for the lead. Uh, Nichols beat them in Thibodeau earlier, 83-80 in overtime. Tonight, Nichols laying two on the road with a total of 146.5 a mile. Yeah, you mentioned a little revenge spot here for Corpus Christi in this matchup, but I'm going to tell you what, staying off this game, I've not gotten involved in any games in the Southland this year. Not going to start tonight. Stay tuned. Betting Across America next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.